Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We sort of learn that to feel better about your body, you need to lose weight. But actually, the way you feel about your body is, you know, what's going on in your mind. So, you know, that was a real breakthrough moment for me was it's all about what's going on in our mind. And that's what we need to work on to heal our relationship with our body. Over the past couple of years, I've noticed a particular trend. I have noticed that some influencers, and I emphasize on some, have been creating weight loss programs, ebooks, and diets, but they have only been using the term wellness in their marketing schemes because weight loss and diet is deemed more controversial in today's society. So, is that ethically, morally correct to cater something as wellness when it is a weight loss program or a diet program? And what exactly is wellness? Does it mean weight loss? Does it mean a diet? Is it more about mindset or is it a spectrum that covers many categories? So this week on the Nasty Woman Club, I decided to speak to qualified wellness coach and body image coach, Sarah Bryan. She is the creator of Kindful Body and Mind. And with a non-diet approach, she does online coaching, one-on-one coaching and programs for women that are all about body acceptance, body positivity, and not being manipulated by diet culture. So this is my lovely guest, Sarah Bryan. Wellness has sort of taken on this new meaning. Like it's really focused on bodies and fitness and food, whereas I've sort of learned in my own journey that wellness is so much more than that. It's more holistic. It's about how you're feeling inside. It's about, you know, how you feel on an emotional level, how you feel about yourself. I think yeah, it is a real shame to see the word being used in that way. But look, it is what it is. And, you know, yeah, you just have to stay in your own lane and stay true to yourself and, you know, help the people that want to capture that feeling that you want to help them with. Um, yeah, I try not to get stuck in my head too much with that sort of stuff because it can you know, knock my self-worth around, especially living in a larger body. Um, And the word wellness, I feel like they don't, society doesn't see those two as going together. So I don't feel comfortable actually using the term wellness coach because of that internalised stigma about me living in a larger body and, you know, promoting wellness because I know that outside of my life, wellness looks different to so many people, especially with the oversaturation of wellness coaches in the market who focus on fitness and weight loss and things like that. So, you know, I do actually have a lot to say on that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a tricky one, that one. It's just... Actually, I do want to say that I think wellness means something different to all of us. But I would like to see, you know, wellness sort of marketed as a holistic thing, not just what you're eating, 
not just about losing weight and not just about fitness as well. That's a big topic, that and wellness. Just noticed over the last couple of years on Instagram that if you say the words, you know, lose weight or drop a dress size, it's very controversial. So I've, th- I've seen a lot lately people <laughs> replace it with wellness or be happy in any size, but you know, drop five kilos though. Yeah, that's a good point actually because Weight Watchers is someone that have done that. Oh, Um, don't get me started on them. (laughs) (laughs) They're like all about wellness now and I don't know, someone says it but it's just like, you know, it's just the same shit but it's like being wrapped up (laughs) um, essentially with like beautiful packaging and yeah, it's still very diet culture-y but yeah, you're so right. Like people are selling these fad diets as, wellness which is really disappointing so how did you yourself get into this particular industry and why did you go down the route of looking at it from a holistic approach well definitely through my own lived experience so i have lived experience with binge eating disorder and mental illness as well so even though eating disorder is classified as a mental illness i'm still struggling with anxiety and depression And throughout my recovery and my healing process, I really discovered that I wanted to help other women who were struggling with negative body image, maybe had, um, you know, a complicated relationship with food as well. So healing from that to me was such an empowering experience and I've grown so much as a person and I just really wanted other women to feel free. Like it it was this newfound freedom that I felt. So I wanted other women to feel that feeling as well. And one thing that I did learn in my recovery, so, you know, going back when I was in the midst of my eating disorder, we sort of learned that to feel better about your body, you need to lose weight. But actually, the way you feel about your body is, you know, what's going on in your mind. So, you know, that was a real breakthrough moment for me was it's all about what's going on in our mind and that's what we need to work on to heal our relationship with our body. So, and that's where I came up with the name Crimeful Body and Mind as well because it encapsulates the body inside of things but also the importance of how you need to work on your beliefs and your mindset and that can help you to heal the way you feel within your body and about your body as well. And I don't know much about binge eating, and I think some of the listeners wouldn't know much about it. What's the difference between binge eating and just eating unhealthy? What's the difference with that? Yep, that's a great question. Um, So the difference is binge eating. So, you know, there's no sort of types of food. I think there's a stereotype that, you know, it's inverted commas bad food, but it's just using food in a way and, you know, eating more amounts than sort of a normal person would throughout a day within a short period of time so within a couple of hours and those behaviors are generally for a couple of reasons so talking from my personal experience here but you know to suppress emotion so using it as a way to cope just to numb those bad feelings and also binging sort of can happen when you are restricting so I was a chronic dieter so I was not eating what my body needed me to eat. So I was hungry. I was depriving myself of food that I actually wanted to eat. So that all resulted in binging as well. How do you feel when you ever hear people, especially women, say, oh, I ate a whole tub of ice cream. Oh, my God, I'm such a pig. I ate a whole thing of pizza when you yourself have experience with binge eating? Look, it is upsetting, but 
I was in nursery um, only a few years ago. Like, I grew up, we, we all grow up in diet culture and we all hear other people in our lives and in the media saying things like that. So then we say those things. So, you know, I know that a lot of people don't, you know, mean any harm by that, but speaking like that is actually causing a lot of harm because, you know, someone hearing that woman saying that could actually be going home and doing that same behaviour to get through life and, you know, using it as a coping mechanism. And then they hear that, you know, by engaging in that action that they're a pig and then they go home and then they're like, oh, my gosh, I am a pig. And they get into their head, they're in a mean girl is telling them, like, that they're disgusting, that they're unworthy, that they need to lose weight. So then they go into this shame spiral and that dieting mentality and then they're depriving themselves of food and then it, they go into the binging thing and then they're never happy with their body image so because they're only focusing on the body aspect of changing their body not their mindset so it's like it's just this cycle I think um you know we pick up what other people are saying around us we pick up what's being said in the media about certain bodies and certain behaviors and we, you know, we take we take it personally, and it does have quite severe consequences when we're speaking about bodies and diets and things like that because it's such a sensitive topic, and we're all really impressionable. And what I really want people to know is that just how dire the consequences can be. So I lost a lot of my life to my eating disorder. So I spent so much time focusing on food and my body. And, you know, I missed out on a lot of things in my life, like things such as, you know, putting on a bikini and going swimming or going out to a party because I felt like crap in my body. Yeah, it's just a huge, a huge thing, I think, in today's society and with social media and Instagram and things like that. I feel like even more people are just feeling really unworthy in their bodies, which is really sad. And they see the diets, they see it like, oh, this is going to help me feel better. But really, all those diet companies, they don't care about you. They want you to feel unworthy. They want you to hate your body because then you're going to continue being on that cycle you were just talking about. You're going to go on the diet and then you'll accidentally make a mistake and you binge eat and then you feel crappy and then you just go back on it again. That's exactly right. And that's how they make their money as well, by setting you up to fail. So there's a statistic that diets don't work. So I think it, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's like 93, 96% mm. of people who diet, they either go back to their original weight or they gain more weight. So the stats are there, but diet companies are telling you that, you know, this will fix that. And then when we do end up regaining that weight or we fall off the wagon, we think that it's our fault. We think that we don't have self-control and it's just it's such a complicated process it's like it just blows your mind how we're so influential to this sort of stuff and you know it's not our fault at all like it's not your fault that you can't stick to a diet because it's made to not work and the thing is as well there's so many people out in the world that are plus size that are fat and I'm sure I think every single person that is of bigger size they have at one point of their lives tried a diet. If these diets really have worked, people wouldn't have been spending decades trying all these diets. If they would have worked, they would have worked kind of thing. And yeah, like me, myself, I have tried probably every single diet for the past 10 years. And I've just gone to the point of just like, 
oh, it's just too exhausting. It takes up too much time. What little habits when you were on this cycle, on this diet cycle, what were some of the little habits that you realize now that you just really just wasted time on because it could. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We've just been spent so much better and not just destroying you mentally. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the steps is definitely a big one. And, and that's a really sneaky one as well because it's promoted, promoted as like being healthy and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, but it can be quite, you know, you, you can get obsessed with that, um, making sure you hit your, your total number of steps. Um, but also calories. So, you know, checking the back of food packets before... Um, I would purchase or before I would eat it, um, you know, there are certain apps out there that I was using to track my food intake and making sure that I didn't go over a certain amount of calories. Um, you know, spending a lot of time exercising because um, I felt like I had to, to, do, to do it to lose weight. Um, you know, doing things that I didn't actually enjoy Doing so, another thing that I really love talking about is reframing your mindset about exercise. So, exercise can be enjoyable, it can be fun, and it doesn't have to be going to a gym and slogging it out for three hours. You know, I was engaging in unhealthy exercise routines for, um, you know, every day of the week and um, becoming obsessive of, you know, how many calories I was burning off during that routine. Yeah, I think those were probably the two big ones for me, just counting calories and tracking my food intake as well as the exercise. Um, you know, that, that stuff is really exhausting and there's so many much more fulfilling things that I could have been doing with that time as well. And so how did you get yourself off this continuous cycle of diet culture and being told by all these diet brands that you're unworthy of your body. How did you get out of this cycle? Was there a bit of a click moment or was it a progressively getting away from it? How did you yourself get out of it? Yeah, it was a it was a light bulb moment for me. It was I was going through a really rough time in my life. Um, I was struggling with my mental health. You know, I started engaging in binge eating again, and I felt that my body was changing. And it started with me. I was at the doctor's office, and like they usually do, told me to get on the scales, so I did. And then I saw the weight down there in front of me, and I my world came crashing down because it was the heaviest weight I'd ever been and I was just devastated. So that day when I got home, I was just about to sign up to one of the latest fad diets and <laughs> a few hundred dollars on it and something inside me clicked and I remember the conversation I'd had with my psychologist about um, disordered eating and, and mental health and she'd actually given me a business card of a dietitian that specialized in eating disorders so I didn't actually know that I had an eating disorder I thought you know it was 
the binging activity I thought was abnormal, but I didn't know what it was. So anyway, I went onto her website and I read a little bit about binge eating disorder and I thought, oh my gosh, that's me. So I ended up going to see her and was diagnosed with binge eating disorder. And then from that moment on, getting that diagnosis and realizing that I wasn't alone in my struggles with eating and with body image, I got into group therapy for binge eating disorder. I started to engage with people who were... I started to engage in the body positive movement. So on social media, I started following people in larger bodies who were living their life unapologetically and, you know, being really honest and open about it. And, you know, that absolutely changed my life. Seeing other women out there who were just, you know getting on Instagram and, you know, being comfortable and confident in their bodies sort of gave me that permission that it was okay for me as well. And from that moment, my life has absolutely changed. Um, You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't struggle with body image because I still have those days, but, you know, I can deal with it so much better and it's led me to becoming a body image coach and helping other women as well because... I know how powerful it is to be surrounded by people who know what you're going through. So how did you decide to use your experience and create and use that to create your business to become a body image coach and also create your program? Yeah, so I thought back to my own experience and how isolated and alone I felt. Um, And it was a lot of thinking. I was thinking, do I want to study psychology? Do I want to do counselling? And then I thought I would really absolutely love to work with women in a more, you know, more supportive style of work where I could share my experience with them. I could be a bit of a peer support um, slash mentor. And that's when I started to learn about coaching and what being a coach involved. So um, I absolutely love working with women to sort of, you know, hold their hand and, you know, be their cheerleader as they get through this stuff. Um, I work really well with women who are, you know, maybe seeing a therapist or a dietitian about their body image issues. And they just use me as, you know, a bit of extra support to get through that um, and to work on some goals for the future. So, you know, while they're working on, you know, maybe some past trauma that um, caused these issues and I can help them focus on the future and what they really want to do. So, you know, some people want to create a healthier exercise, a, a healthier relationship with exercise. Some people want to... Uh, look into intuitive eating. Some people want to feel confident and sexy in their body. So I help them specifically with those um, those goals, I suppose, because you know a therapist or a dietitian wouldn't necessarily help with that. So yeah, that's how I got into it. And you know, I'm really all about that you know connection and being vulnerable and you know sharing my experience because I think that storytelling is so powerful. I think it's so great that you're using your experience to help other women out there because I can imagine you can then see how similar certain things are with your experience and also the differences as well. Has there been any similarities or differences that have have stayed with you by talking to all these women? There are so many similarities and even though even when there are differences, I can still see 
very, um, you know, similar things in their stories as well. So quite a few women that I've worked with, um, we've sort of, sort of indicated that maybe they are experiencing signs of binge eating disorder. So actually getting connected with me has helped them recognise that maybe that's what they're experiencing. So I've been able to then refer them on to people that can help them with that side of things. Um, so to see a therapist who specialises in body image and eating disorders or to see a dietitian that specialises in eating disorders. So um, I think that's been a really powerful thing because one thing I didn't mention earlier was that binge eating disorder is quite a new diagnosis so a lot of people don't actually know about it um, and it's not something that's spoken about in comparison to some of the other eating disorders out there. So helping women recognise that maybe that's what they're experiencing has allowed them to go on and continue some support with, um, you know, professionals that can help them with that. Mm -hmm. And what would be your best advice for someone that thinks they may be struggling with binge eating or that are that is struggling with their body image and just continually just keep staying on that cycle of thinking their body's horrible and they have to change it and then they feel guilty that they can't change it and they think it makes them less of a person. What would be your best advice for someone that's just still in that circle and hasn't been able to get out of that circle for years? I think I actually made a post about this the other day and I just wanted to say that, you know, there is support out there. You don't have to have an eating disorder or you don't have to, you know, be physically unwell to seek support for body image issues. They are they are valid and they are worthy of getting treatment for because as we've spoken about in our conversation is that body image issues affect every aspect of your life and you deserve to live the life that you want to live and not be so focused on body image. So yeah, my main advice would be you are worthy of seeking support and that there is support out there as well for you. I think body image gets a bit of a bad rap where it's superficial, like it's just your body. There are more important things to be worrying about, but that's not true. It is a serious issue and when it's affecting all aspects of your life, support is available and you are worthy of seeking it. Well, thank you for the lovely advice and it was so great talking to you and just hearing your story and you really educated me on binge eating because it is something that isn't spoken enough in the media and I think it does often get left aside. I think it's so great what you're doing. Thank you so much, Demi. It was great chatting with you. It was great chatting with you too. We sort of learned that to feel better about your body, you need to lose weight. But actually, the way you feel about your body is, you know, what's going on in your mind. So, you know, that was a real breakthrough moment for me was it's all about what's going on in our mind and that's what we need to work on to heal our relationship with our bodies. That was Sarah Bryan. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Nasty Woman Club. For more information on my interviewee, make sure you head to her Instagram page, kindfulbodymind, and her website, kindfulbodyandmind.com. And if you also would like to stay up to date with the Nasty Woman Club news stories, events, people, interviews, make sure you head to the Nasty Woman Club on Instagram and Facebook and also the nastywomanclub.com 
And I'd be even extra appreciative if you enjoy this episode or any other episode, if you can give us a five-star review, that would be amazing just so then more people can discover this podcast and hear more stories about inspiring women. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 